You're listening to What's the Rumpus? Shh. Geeks in progress. Her webpage is whatstherumpuspodcast.com where you can listen to episodes or join in the off-air discussion in the forums. Our theme music is Better Nation by Curious Hands, which can be found at podsafeaudio.com. Submit and vote for stories at whatstherumpus.reddit.com. That's R-E-D-D-I-T dot com. Welcome to another episode of What's the Rumpus. I'm Adrian Hanna. I'm Colin Neese. James Barnett. I thought we were going to discuss this. <laughs> no, we were just confirming that we didn't know what we were doing, just like every week. <laughs> James, if we start prepping now, we're completely destroying the soul of the podcast. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> yeah, all, as I recall, all of the podcasts that we've ever tried to plan something out, they ended up being worse than when we were just like, uh, we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> it's more entertaining that way. The audience it's can start at us, and at least they're laughing, and then they can start to laugh with us as we get the ball rolling <laughs> they start off laughing at us and they move into laughing with us precisely so adrian every time you email me show show links it um it shows recent photos in my sidebar and the only photos you sent me are the two from justin's portrait party and then the one of gumby on his birthday <laughs> awesome <laughs> uh, now i gotta put that in the show notes <laughs> darn never send me another photo ever again okay unless you also send me that one <laughs> <laughs> Here's that photo you asked for and Gumpy puking. <laughs> oh man, awesome. Uh so for those of you who haven't been listening to us live so far, uh which is everyone, um I am currently drinking the Walgreens special beer that is called Big Flats Premium Beer 1901. What is the Lager 1901? Beer. Is that when they were? I don't know. Oh. I'm guessing it's supposed to be like when they were founded or something. But <laughs> I, I don't know. That sounds awesome. <laughs> this beer, the Walgreens beer, predates Walgreens. Is that why it's so cheap? <laughs> <laughs> Must be. Uh, I don't know. I don't see anything about it. Fresh fizzy beer was like twice as expensive. <laughs> it's made in uh, Novato, California, and it's got a score of four out of. I don't know how many it's out of. <laughs> I guess it's not four. <laughs> yeah, I would say not four as well. <laughs> it's rated it's rated four dollars. <laughs> <laughs> and boy does it taste it. Okay, first story. Um is a computer worm causing Iranian nuclear facilities to blast ACDC's thunderstruck at night? I can only so, hope so. <laughs> so a uh, uh, a security researcher named uh, Miko Hipponen, I'm probably way mispronouncing that, but that's okay, um, received an email from a what is purportedly a, a scientist at an uh, Iranian nuclear research facility. And uh, the guy was basically trying to get people to help him out and figure out this problem, which is basically he's pretty sure that the, uh, that this, uh, uh, that their research facility is being uh, hacked by somebody and uh, using uh, Metasploit, which is an open source hacker tool or security tool. Um, and somebody managed to gain access to their VPN and then further uh, hacked into any automation equipment and the uh, research hardware that they have so that uh, um, what is happening is some computers uh, that are set up in the middle of the night, they just randomly start playing Thunderstruck at max volume. 
Um, it's, but see, the thing is, is that, that nobody knows for sure if this is legit or if it's just like, uh, like a weird disinformation thing or, you know, some kind of scam or whatever. It's just, you know, but so it's either a scam or it's real and somebody's doing something really epically awesome with these computers. Is, so they don't know if it's real because it hasn't officially been reported by the Iranian government or something? Pretty much, okay. yeah. It's it hasn't been the confirmed only, by them, right? The only the only thing they have to to go on is this uh, string of emails that uh, this guy and uh, one other person received about, or I think it was one other group received these. Um, and the guy was actually able to confirm that the email did come from uh, Iran's atomic energy organization, but they it still could be a uh, a hoax of some kind. I I think it's some sort of uh, crazy ass. Uh, way to so it's <laughs> after um what was the name of the last one that went after Iran's uh, nuclear facilities? Stuxnet. Yeah, so after Stuxnet, the the, U, the U.S. government got busted because it was too elaborate. So they're like, all right, how can we disrupt the nuclear program but make it look like it's definitely not us? Totally. Yeah. So I I am opposed to the government. Uh, hacking into any computer, but either way, this is still pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, this well, and and if you think about it, like fundamentally, this seems like like the the classic teenage hacker prank. Yeah, you know, let let's hack into that computer and make it do something funny, oh, yeah. like the ACDC at full blast. Like when you have a roommate in the dorms and their girlfriend is in town, so you leave your speakers on all the way and then VNC <laughs> into your own computer and play "Do It in the Butt." <laughs> Hello. Yeah. Hypothetically. Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> Did that. Um, yeah. So this this totally seems like you know the classic teenage prank. Yeah. Uh, Except that a lot of teenagers aren't known for going after the Iranian government. Yeah, that's true. Um, it's well, yeah. I um, it's play yeah, I global thermonuclear war. Yeah, I was a, I wasn't wasn't uh, insinuating that that I actually thought it was a teen- no, teenager. No, no, yeah, I know. I I was just getting to where you were headed. Um. So the the reason that I thought that this was was pretty awesome is because it's 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 going back to the uh the like the heyday of 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 hacking i don't know what the heyday is really the thing but like the frontier of 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 heyday of hacking back in the good old days in the salad days yeah those days um when uh when that was pretty much the only thing that you had to worry about was somebody doing something silly like that to your computer and it's like oh well now i can't do anything because some goofball you know so i have to type in a special word in order to get it to stop taking over my screen or just randomly showing me porn or whatever. <laughs> it's like not actually damaging your computer taking over, which is actually more common now where, you know, uh, somebody figures out an exploit and then takes over your computer and puts a, puts it on a botnet or something like that. Now so it's, it's less know, dangerous, but more visible and therefore more annoying. Yeah. yeah. There we that's, go. That's interesting. Yay. OMG ponies. That was weird. <laughs> Oh yeah. Also, I like that they ended the article trying to spell out the lyric to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. I just thought they were screaming. Ah, <laughs> <No>. uh, <laughs> thunder. <laughs> James, that was the worst version of thunder I've ever heard. Thunderstruck, rather. <laughs> that's that's how I read it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. One of the comments is, for those about to snark, we salute you. <laughs> uh, sorry, I was taking a drink of my shitty beer. <laughs> <laughs> 
let's Better let's try the shit of your drinky beer. <laughs> <laughs> Blats. I'd rather have a or I'd I'd rather have a bottle in front of me than a frontal lobotomy. Agreed. Yes. Um. So, in other weird hacky news, um, some folks in Florida. <laughs> I'm not sure where this is. <laughs> it's probably Florida. Um, uh, have been, they, they got together and signed a petition, um, to send to this garage door opener company or garage door, electric garage door company, um, to say that they all have been experiencing really weird things with their garage doors. Like, um, the, the lady that they, that they profiled for this article said that she used to be able to open her garage door from like a block away as she was driving up. But now she has to like pull up to the garage door and then like stand literally in front of the garage door and press the button a bunch of times and sometimes it still doesn't even work and then other times she'll come out of the house and the garage door will be open or closed when it shouldn't be it should be the opposite way um and the so all of these people in this community got together and signed a petition and sent it to the company and they're like we don't know what's going on it's not defective hardware we we just don't know what's going on and but we've been getting lots of complaints from these few other cities nearby and it turns out that um the likely culprit is is a submarine base nearby what? that started using a new uh, wireless communication system to uh, work with the local emergency services, uh, and it works on the same the same frequency spectrum that some garage door openers work on. And, uh, so, and so, what's really funny about this though is um, it's a frequency that's not open to public use. It just hasn't been used by the military since like World War Two. So it was assigned to the to the to the military in World War Two as a, a space for emergency communications, uh, and I don't think it's ever actually legitimately been used until this communication system came out. Right, but because it wasn't actually being used, the garage door companies were using it, even though it was not strictly, uh, even though they weren't strictly allowed to. And so um, basically, they used a dormant band that they didn't think was ever going to be in use, and now it's being used, and uh, now all of their garage door open don't work well in that particular area where it's being used. Well, don't they have to go through the FCC, or is that stuff not regulated? If you're, if you're gonna, if you're actually gonna, you know, license it, but they didn't license it. Oh. They just didn't license their their uh, their things, and because of that, um, all of the people that that currently have those uh, garage door openers uh, are unprotected by by the FCC's uh, rules and regulations about this. Right. So basically, they're hosed until they buy a proper garage door <laughs> opener that's actually licensed. Or the Navy just happens to stop whatever it is that they're doing. Which they're not going to do. Which they're not going to do, yeah. Womp womp. <laughs> and apparently it would cost about $300 to change uh, the those particular systems to move outside of that frequency band into a licensed and regulated. Good lord. How much does a garage door opener cost? Probably less than that, right? I have no idea. Yeah, that's one of those things that you never actually buy. They're just in the house. Yeah. I like that guy in the picture, though. He looks like he could just be easily confused by anything. (laughs) I don't understand. It went up, but I didn't push the magic button. Garage door open. I didn't push it open. There's a wizard in the community. (laughs) All right. A half-horsepower garage door opener is $290. Christmas. A a Genie 1560 garage door opener is $197.99. So, yeah, it would cost more to refurbish the existing garage door openers than to just buy a new one. 
Yeah, but you that also have to make any sense. You also have to pay for labor to get it replaced, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, unless you, you actually know what you're doing, which since this is a uh, retirement community, I guarantee none of them know what they're yeah, doing. It's just a really simple motor on a chain. It can't be that hard. It's, That's true. It's probably easier than like changing your oil. Eh, depending depending on your engine. <laughs> That's true. Alrighty, I'm moving on. Famous New Orleans musician Uncle Lionel Batiste uh, presided over his wake, his own wake last week. He was embalmed and set up to lean on some stuff, and they set him up at the wake, and he just hung out while everyone drank to his passing. This is awesome. That's amazing. Yeah, I totally <laughs> want to do this, and then I want to be buried standing up. <laughs> You'd have to dig With deeper, but stick- you wouldn't have to dig as wide. <laughs> just head sticking out. <laughs> totally. Or like that episode of My Name is Earl, where the guy gets buried in cement and only his nose is visible. <laughs> I thought that was just a fancy doorstop. I just finished rewatching that entire show this weekend and it's awesome <laughs> awesome yeah, this is one of those things that you, you want to let everyone know about but there's not really much to talk about yeah. i mean that's cool and you know what to be honest with you i couldn't see this happening anywhere other than new orleans <laughs> <laughs> so i i can imagine it happening well i i think it's most i have a harder time imagining it happening somewhere else but i also imagine it wouldn't be news like if it if it had happened somewhere else it would have been like okay we can't let anyone know about this but in New Orleans, it's like, yeah, look at all this fucked up weird stuff going on down here. It was like, you know, like, like, uh, was it uh, Portland, Oregon? They're just like keeping it weird or something like that. There's a similar campaign in Austin. Keep Austin yeah. weird. Keep Portland weird. So, yeah, Portland is is notoriously weird. And, you know, I, I guess I could see this happening in, in Portland, but I envision it being something weirder than just, hey, hey, guys, I used to play music and, and everybody likes me, so I'm just going to pursue reside over my own wake yeah kind of i was thing. buried standing up you've probably never heard of it yeah it's i would in portland it'd, it'd be like it'd be like i want to be embalmed and put in my fixie in the, in the in the in the in the the at the wake but i want like all black and there's needs to be metal music playing and i want to be attached to a bungee cord and i want to just drop out of the ceiling randomly you know it's like and and this is just like this is just like i don't know it the guy makes it seem like this is like normal like this is what everyone should do why wouldn't you do this kind of thing, yeah. you know? Plus he looks that's, like that's, a pimp, yeah. which would never True. happen in Portland. <laughs> <laughs> Not that there aren't pimps in Portland, but they just, you know, look like average hipsters, I bet. Like, oh my god, I'm trying to imagine what, what a pimp hipster would look like now, and it's breaking my brain. <laughs> like a fur bicycle cap or something, maybe? I don't know. Whenever I think What's... of a whenever I think of a stereotypical hipster, I think of uh, Fred Armisen from Portlandia addressed as the bike the bicycle uh, bike messenger. You know what I'm talking about? He's got like this stupid ass uh, plug ear earrings and like a messenger bag and a cap. <laughs> uh, let me see if I can find a picture of him. Who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> That's a hipster pimp. Oh, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> it's not quite as douchey as I was expecting, though. I have to say. Yeah. What's the best picture I could find of, of when I did a Google image search for hipster pimp? Word. Okay. Uh, BuzzFeed is a website that um, is a lot of things. It's basically like... <laughs> That's fantastic explanation. True story. Yeah. It's, it's like it, the, the, the art, this article calls it a meme factory um, and a listicle ad- aggregator. I almost turned into writer there for a second. <laughs> uh, and uh, um, and recently has tried its hand at being a serious news op- operation. Um, 
basically uh, uh, all of these things um, is what it does. And a lot of people make fun of it for it. And uh, for instance, there is a site called McSweeney's, which has been making a lot of fun of them recently, uh, especially with an article that they posted called Suggested BuzzFeed Articles, which plays on their whole need to create articles that are lists of things. Which is um, funny and because some- McSweeney's most popular uh, articles are usually just lists of things. Granted, they usually <laughs> take more effort, but they're still just lists. Like my favorite one was um, Rockstar Sandwiches, or I think it was Sandwiches, and it was like the ingredients in Rockstar's favorite sandwiches. Let me see if I can find that because it was really funny. Um, but it's, I mean, it's it takes more effort, but it's still the exact same thing. Right. So McSweeney's had this this uh, article, which was a list of BuzzFeed articles. And some of the titles that they suggested were 15 Ways to Obliterate a Tree, Three Opera Singers Covered in Day-Old Newspapers, um, and uh, other things on this line. Uh, so BuzzFeed, in answer to this uh, article, went and had their writers write all of those articles. So you can go to BuzzFeed now and actually read an article that is 15 Ways to Obliterate a Tree or three opera singers covered in Dale's newspaper. They, they didn't do all of them, but they did a lot of them. Like uh, 11 political lessons we learned from Gilmore Girls. Uh, <laughs> the, the world's 13 laziest salmon. <laughs> 10 peaches that resemble Pat Sajak. <laughs> 18 things to scream at a cow. Awesome. <laughs> Elvis Presley's 42 sweatiest moments. <laughs> Ten grizzly bears doffing newsboys caps. Newsboy caps. Fifty photos of Bill Clinton's forehead. Awesome. So here's the here's the um the wait 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 my my favorite one is twenty five numbers bigger than two. <laughs> <laughs> so this is this McSweeney's article I was talking about. It uh it was called Bandwitches. Uh so as an example, ACDC is beer battered kangaroo sausage, sliced hard boiled egg, low calorie port cheese, and Dutch crunch. I don't know what Dutch crunch is. It's the type of bread, I think. Uh, here's Van Halen. 17 grilled cheese sandwich on a on white bread, side of nacho cheese soup. Ted Nugent. Cubed grizzly bear, white buffalo brisket, unicorn haunch, Jim Beam bourbon sauce, white bread. <laughs> <laughs> Van Morrison. Lamb kebab, yogurt, thistle butter, tupelo honey, jelly roll. Yeah, so it, like, it's just another list, but it's way more creative. I like Pink Floyd. Amethyst rubbed pork, asparagus jelly, moon dried tomatoes on pumpernickel. <laughs> Here's Bjork. Sliced narwhal, mustard, whole wheat bread. <laughs> awesome. Craft um, work. Vegan peppered ham, cucumber slices, baked microchips, sprouted wheat bread. <laughs> yeah, the, the whole list is really good. Um so Adrian will put a link in the show notes. Yes, indeed. I remember reading this when you first found it. It was pretty awesome. All right. Black Hat Hacker gains access to 4 million hotel rooms with Arduino con- microcontroller. This is awesome. This is this is why I love this time of year is because it's Black Hat immediately followed by DEF CON. And so you get to see all of this crazy ass shit that comes out. That people have been working on for a lo- since the last Black Hat and DEF CON. <laughs> yeah. So like like this one. Um, uh, so basically what it is is, is the uh, um, electronic key card uh, door locks in hotels. And it's not all of them. It's just 
uh, the ones from a particular company. Um, most people don't notice this, but on the bottom of the lock, uh, there is uh, a power plug so that you can recharge the uh, the batteries in the in the door locks in case they're uh, in case in case they 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 drain out. But it's also used so that you can uh, you can pass information to the microcontroller. Um, this guy figured out that if you plug in um, if you plug in, you can actually pull the uh, site code for the hotel out of memory from the microcontroller. Um, and then if you feed that site code back to to the microcontroller, uh, it will automatically unlock the door. And the guy said that, that he put together an Arduino uh, that with really basic programming instructions, you plug it in, you power it on, and within, he said, within an average of 500 milliseconds, the door unlocks. Wow. That's yeah. impressive. So as you're describing this, all I can imagine is all of those uh, cheesy spy movies where they have this like <laughs> magnetic stripe card that has, is plugged into some sort of circuit board that apparently changes the magnetic code in cycles as it's still just stuck in the lock. Uh, right. This sounds way cooler. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this guy um, totally, uh, you know, he's talking about how, you know, you would think that it was something that he'd spent months and months trying to figure out how to meticulously reverse engineer the uh, everything involved with this door lock and everything. And he was like, no, I just, you know, I plugged in and plugged in uh, a reader into the the nine volt figured out what what it was what it was spitting out and what i could get it to spit out and then i started repeating information back to it and then i found out what i could repeat back to get it to open the lock and it took me all of like you know a couple of days basically is what he figured out it's just like holy shit dude so so literally he can walk in with something in his pocket he doesn't even have to pull the arduino out of his pocket he just pulls the plug out of his pocket plugs it into the door and before he even needs to take his hands away the door Door is unlocked. Boom. <laughs> It's pretty popular. And yeah, so the, the guy is a is a software developer with Mozilla, um, and he's releasing this to the public before he uh, released it to the company that this specifically works for. Um, and the only reason that he's doing that is because this company has been doing apparently been doing things this way for uh, the entirety of their existence. The company is called Onity, um, and uh, so basically, this is the way that Onity has operated their electronic locks for as long as they've been doing electronic locks so that and he said it was so easy for him to, to figure out how to do this that that it, he, it wouldn't surprise him if there are if basically every government in the world already knew about this and already had something uh figured out for how to how to easily do this surreptitiously do this um and uh there were probably tons and tons of other organizations that already knew how to do this and he said he said i'm releasing it to the public because right now the public is the person is the people that need to know about this more than the company. Yes, the company needs to know about it to be able to fix it, but people need to know that just because the, their door is locked doesn't mean that it's locked. Yeah. So you need to be aware of the fact that if you leave your room, that if you have anything that's actually genuinely valuable, you need to lock it up. Yeah, that it's like the uh, the hotel safes where the pass the override password is four zeros. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like the manufacturer reset because you have to be able to get into it in case somebody le- locks their shit in there. You have to be able to like put it in the lost and found after they check out. Right. Yeah, that's it's kind of an idiot puts his his luggage. Uh, <laughs> never mind. Bad Spaceballs reference. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> I had the same combination on my luggage. <laughs> 
four, five. It sounds like something an idiot would have as a combination for his luggage. <laughs> That's what I was going for. <laughs> yeah. So it just it just blows me away. It's still. I mean, this is something. This is something that's been a fascination for me since I was in my preteens, and and it just blows me away that still, still people find find trivial exploits. This. I mean, this is this is trivial. This is by far the most, or this is like the epitome of trivial. You can't get any more trivial than this. You just you plug it in, you figure out, it reads something out of memory, and it spits it back into the machine. Boom, you're in the room. Yeah, it takes it takes what did he say? Half a second, five hundred microseconds. Yeah, five hundred milliseconds. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. The, the the largest amount of time is plugging the device in and unplugging it. Like <laughs> you plug it in, you're in the room, you unplug it, and you're done. I mean that even like walking up to the door and then being on the other side of the door is like five seconds. Well, and the, the other thing about this too is that since it's the master code, you're basically you're basically entering with with master like root privileges. Basically, uh, that doesn't get logged to any kind of system. Like normal, oh, I, really? I guess. Nor- yeah, I guess normally the doors will 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 log when somebody uses a key on the door right. so that they who's going in and who's going out and everything. If you use this thing this way, it never logs it. So as far as doors concerned, it never opened wow. for anybody. That's ridiculous. That's even that's even worse. Yep. Like how could this possibly <laughs> get any worse? Oh, there it is. <laughs> I found it. Yep. <laughs> Wow. So this guy said in an interview, he said, uh, by the way, the guy's name is Cody Brocious, which is an awesome. (laughs) (laughs) That is. Oh, my God. Okay. So anyways, he said in an interview, he said, with how stupidly simple this is, it wouldn't surprise me if a thousand other people have found this same vulnerability and sold it to other governments. Intern at the NSA could find this in five minutes. (laughs) Wow, and, and yeah, so like I was saying, it just blows me away that that that, that people can still find stupidly simple uh, exploits like this. And 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 when you know, I, and I, I it, now that I'm thinking about it, it's it you know I am very security conscious, and the people that I hang out with are generally pretty security conscious. But there's a lot of people that aren't, and so I guess it makes sense that there's still things like this because it's like, oh yeah, we totally want to be able to. <laughs> get in without having to use a master key or something so he just you know does this that one thing and he boom he gets in the room or you know whatever apple throws 356 million dollars at making its security better and making androids worse so apple recently bought a company called authentic which is used uh where which develops fingerprint sensors and precision touchscreen solutions um which is used by Cisco, Fujitsu, HBO, HP, Lenovo, LG, Motorola, Nokia, Orange, Samsung, Sky, and Texas Instruments. Uh, and Apple has bought them. And there is speculation that goes two ways. Either one, Apple goes, oh, crap, we need to beef up our security because people don't like that we're not very secure. Um and what lends to that is the fact that they have people that are that that attended Black Hat this year, um, and then the other concern is that they are buying them so that they can basically shut them down or lock uh, specifically Samsung out of it, and so then Samsung can't use use them for their security at all solutions for their devices, basically making Samsung worse, which what lends itself to that is the fact that there's a big dispute right now between Apple and Samsung over the uh, Nexus 7 
being too much like the iPad, etc. Blah blah blah. Yeah, that's yeah. This makes me super sad. Um, yeah. <clears throat> Apple's the douchiest company ever. I'm really hoping that, that Apple is using it in in order to improve their security and not the other thing. Yeah. Except really, what they're doing is they found a way to improve their security and shit on all the other pe- all their competitors at the same time. True. True. I just I okay to to be to clarify I. I hope that they aren't trying to shit on everyone else with this. I know they are. I know that that's what they did. It's just yeah, it's, especially after. I mean, there's been so many back and forth lawsuits in spanning the globe. You know, multiple countries on uh, somebody versus Apple or Apple versus somebody for patent infringement. It's just going nuts, and I I don't see how this is not just making that worse. Well, you know, and I mean, given Apple's history, I mean, that's how they do. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Stupid Apple. Okay, moving on. <laughs> How does Battlestar Galactica? Uh, on a website called The All. A-W-L. So a, a pointy thing that you punch through leather, not like everything. Um, they, the guy that writes this article, I think it's a guy? I don't know. It's Choir Sitcha is the name of the person that wrote this. And it may be a woman, and it may be not. Yeah, I have no idea. Yo no sé, lo siento mucho. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> uh, talks about how rewatching Battlestar Galactica is such an epic endeavor because it's so long. It's 75 episodes. And they're all an hour and, long. And it just, and after a while, you know, you're watching something, you're like, oh, for fuck's sake. And uh, so in the lo- along the lines of the uh, machete order of Star Wars, which we've never talked about on the podcast, but it is a reordering of Star Wars to make it better. So basically you watch it uh, episodes, episode four, five, two, three, and six, and completely disregard episode <laughs> one. Uh, and uh, by the way, I've done that, and it's awesome. <laughs> it totally make it totally improves the uh, the watching experience. But anyways, uh, along that line, uh, this person figured out a way to watch Battlestar without needing to rip your eyes out because it's so goddamn long. Uh, and it, you basically cut eighteen episodes out of the full seventy five episodes, which is like mostly out of season three. Right? Yeah, and it's it's all episodes that that don't contribute to the overall story. Uh, if it if it doesn't if and, and so. They they, they warn that, that if you skip these episodes, you're gonna you're gonna miss some minutia to the to the show. But overall, you're not gonna miss anything. You're not missing any of the overarching plot points that cover and that span multiple seasons or even the the entirety of the show. You're only missing like very basic things that you don't actually need in order to understand that. And then whatever happens in a standalone episode, right? Like whatever happened to minor character X? He died. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm actually really excited about this for a number of reasons. Um, first of all, I've been thinking about rewatching Battlestar simply because I, I gave up like halfway through the third season, I think, because I just got bored. Um, and that happened with a lot of shows that I've been watching. Uh, and I've since gone back and rewatched some of them. Like um, I stopped watching Scrubs the first time through in the at the like two thirds of the way through the fifth season, I think. And then it went on for another three seasons or four yeah. seasons. Um, and there's some other show. I can't remember what it is now that like at 
at the time I was so I was so wrapped up in it that I was like pissed off that I was still watching it because it got bad and so I gave it up and then I went back and finished and then I started watching it again and I ended up uh, enjoying myself watching it all the way through I can't remember what that show was um, but I so I had since then I had been thinking about rewatching Battlestar Galactica but I remember the third se- th- season just being god awful um, and so I'm actually tempted yeah. to try this but the other thing that I think is interesting about this is the fact that if it weren't for Netflix and other ways to stream entire seasons of stuff for for either free or for a monthly subscription this post would never really happen and no, because it wouldn't be interesting to anybody else right uh, so like because i have a netflix subscription i'm paying nine bucks a month to have all of these episodes whether i watch them or not like if i was doing this by the dvds then i would have to buy at least like not every episode of season three is not, is excluded from this list so i would have to buy the majority if not all of season three in order to watch all the episodes in order to get the critical stuff mm-hmm. and there's no way i would do that i would either not i would either buy everything or i would go fuck that season three sucked i've already seen it when it aired i don't want to pay for that i'm not going to buy it and so i would never do this especially when they're right. like 80 bucks a season or however much they're yeah so that that's what i think is really interesting about this is the fact that if it weren't for stuff like that this this wouldn't really be feasible for other people to do uh unless they're pirates in which case you know those guys are all nuts anyway <laughs> but it wouldn't be it wouldn't be feasible for uh th- so this is not really the the all is not a super geeky website it's not like boing boing or something it's it's more mainstream than that so i would expect if if this type of thing existed it would not be on a on a website this mainstream I think that somebody should make a website that does this. You just yeah, you just sit down and you watch a, a TV show all the way through, and you say, okay, this one we can skip, this one we can skip, this one we can skip, uh, and here here is the definitive list of things to watch in order to enjoy the this show to its fullest. I, I, and fuck all of these. Other I already things. have the list for uh, Lost. Zero episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Just watch the final episode. It'll make just as much sense. <laughs> yeah, that, that's um, that's an interesting idea to to just make that a, a website of its own. I don't know how. So there's not that many shows that are sort of infamous for having re- being insanely good at the beginning and then sucking ass through the rest of the show. Is there? Not. not I mean, really. I like the X Files and do only the episodes that are, pertain to the sort of aliens plot line. Um, but even with the with the X Files, the, the other episodes were still really good. In fact, a lot of times they were better than the, like, alien plot line. Yeah, but... If you're if you're trying to trudge through the if you're trying to trudge through the the entire series in one go, you know there are probably some episodes of the X Files that you would skip in order to get the underlying plot or the overarching plot points. Uh, I'm pretty sure that 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 just about every show that that was longer than like three three or four seasons uh, that was okay. Any show, any drama that that was longer than like three seasons, there's probably a way that you can watch that show in order to cut it down to a streamlined amount of episodes that were relevant to the overarching plot. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. But the, the the argument for doing that would have to be also that the that at some point the show got really bad, and so you need to know how to watch it so that you get all of those even during the bad stuff. Like how many shows lasted that long and stopped and sucked and then picked up again at the end and had all of those overarching things that you had to worry about. 
You know what I mean? True. Well, yeah, I, I I agree. Um, but but I mean, there there are there are there's always even if the even if the show stays good for for a long time, there are going to be lulls. There's in always the show. yeah. There's always episodes or you know groups of episodes you can cut out. I suppose that's true. <laughs> Pretty well, much. I watched, any... uh, I watched Battlestar Galactica when I had mono. Like that's when I watched the majority of it. So I would fall asleep <laughs> episodes all the time and just yep. <laughs> start the next episode and not feel like I missed anything. Interesting. <laughs> nice. So I um I was talking about episodes that just aren't that good i was watching uh, a documentary about the that about south park so it's it's called uh, six days to air because that's how long they have to start a new episode from scratch until the day it airs like they so the the documentary covers uh the first episode of season 15 uh which was uh human sentai pad um <laughs> which is a really good episode but it, it like it starts with them in new york because they just finished uh opening night of Book of Mormon, and then they go back to L.A. and have to start writing the series over again, and they have six days to finish the pilot episode, and they have abs- they literally have nothing. And so the first day back, they start brainstorming ideas for that for the episode that's going to air six days later. It's crazy. They like, and they talk about the fact that like Family Guy and The Simpsons and all of those other shows have like eight months in where in order to do an episode because they basically start way out before the season airs, whereas the these guys, it's like the the show airs on what Wednesday, so like Thursday before they start the season. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> which well, there which was that one episode they, they did. Episodes. Yeah, there was that one episode they did. Like I don't know, it was during the uh, when Obama got elected. Um, like he got elected on a Tuesday, and they had an episode completely tailored to wh- whichever president was going to win. Um, air on Wednesday. I think they like uh, if you get that season on DVD, you get like a, doc- a small uh, special feature on how they made that whole episode in like forty eight hours or something like that. It's pretty awesome. That's crazy. Crazy go nuts. <laughs> These ones aren't cold. I would not wish that on my worst enemy. These are cold nuns. <laughs> okay. Uh, a arcade owner in Central California recently popped onto Reddit and uh, admitted that, yes, in fact, the crane games are rigged. Duh. Yeah. <laughs> I understand why that's, why that's news. Um, well, it's the... Ed, well, I don't know if it's, like, the first time, but this is the most public uh, admission that, that these games are rigged. And and it's actually it's actually funny because uh, they, they talk about how it the games are set up so that, that uh, uh, it, it will it'll pay out at the uh, regulated the state regulated amount, which apparently in California it's required. The state regulates that that crane games have to pay out one in twelve times, whereas in every other state, pretty much it's one in fifteen. Um, and so basically, these games are set up so that you, it, with they have an adjustable uh, PSI on the for for the uh, the grip on the on the the claw, and uh, it's generally set in the four to six PSI range. But then on the magic time when it's going to be paying out, it, it has uh, it bumps up to nine to 11 PSI. Um, now, what I thought was interesting about this is, is I actually knew that there, that it had a, an adjustable PSI range on these because back in the day on System without an E, which was a show on Revision Three for a while, it was an awesome uh, show on Revision Three. Yeah, uh, Dave Randolph, one of the hosts, um, built a uh, crane game that worked over the internet. So he set up a website, and you could go to the website and play the crane game that he had set up. <laughs> um, and he talked about the fact that it had variable 
variable PSI, and if you set it uh, low enough, it looks like it, it's gonna like it, it 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 grips hard enough that that it looks like you're actually gonna win, but then it loses its grip. And typically, they set uh, they set the PSI in the games um, for real at that or lower. And I think it was it was like six or seven PSI he was talking about. Um, and he said if you set it lower than that, it's it's somebody who's trying to scam you out of all your money. Um, but if you set it higher than that, you're giving people a better chance of being able to win the game. So I actually knew that there that there was this involved, but I didn't realize that there was like a magic trigger where you could say, okay, most of the time you're going to run it at this PSI, but every once in a while you're going to run it at this PSI. Right. And that's how um, people have figured out how to game slot machines and that kind of thing by on the same principle. Like it, it's, it's not necessarily that it's state mandated how often it pays out, but if you watch it long enough, the theory is that you can detect patterns in the software because they're all run on software now, so there's no such thing as true random. Right. Um, and so you can try and figure out when it's going to pay out. Um, I don't know. That's probably not... I, I mean, the technology is only getting better, so that's probably not really true anymore. But it's it's just like the guy that um, the guy that figured out the pattern and don't press your luck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. so he, <laughs> he won all the game. <laughs> like, yeah. he, was the, he was the most winning... most winningest player of don't press your luck because he had, like, seven TVs in his house and he would just watch the show and memorize the pattern. Yep, and he, he had the pa- pattern memorized. And uh, they... they uh, well, the, first of all, they never aired that episode because the guy won... And he won, and he won, and he kept winning, and and like everyone in the uh, the control room was like freaking out because they're like, oh my god, he's cheating! And somebody was like, no, there's no possible way that he's cheating. He is just exploiting our rules. We're fucked. We can't do anything about this. And then eventually, um, they the the show just ran so long that they were like, they had to ask him to stop. <laughs> they're like, the show is gone. It's like it used to be what like a half hour long show, yeah. And they went into like 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 uh into the hour and a half to 2 hour range before they finally kindly asked him to stop because they were over time right. like way over time well, and they needed to move so on so most of those game shows are all filmed in one, one day of the week anyway so right. they have you know if you're you just bring a bunch of changes of clothes <laughs> basically yeah. so that if you if you're the champion you can carry over but yeah i mean if so and in older game shows especially you would see like you would see a message that says this has been edited, but none of the significant, none of the outcomes have been changed. It's just been edited for time or something like that. So they would have game shows that run long, but if you go, if you run that long, then there's, you know, only so much they can do. Right. Yeah. And well, and that guy, (laughs) that guy was a dumbass because he took all his money home and deposited it in the bank. And then like, like a couple months later, the local radio station was running some, gimmick where if uh they called out the last four uh numbers or letters of uh the serial number of a dollar bill that you had then you would win a hundred dollars or something like that so he went out and and uh withdrew all his money that he won from press your luck in singles one dollar in one dollar bills and he and his wife taped them all to the walls in the house that he was living in so every every time they would announce a serial number he would run around and find that the serial number that ended that way so that he could then claim his prize and earn another hundred dollars and somebody found out apparently found out that he was doing this so they went in and kicked the door into his house and stole all his money (laughs) that's a bummer yep yeah yeah uh so the games are rigged yeah you're welcome six-year-old kid that didn't realize that (laughs) 
Let's not get started on, on wrestling. <laughs> and moving on to other things that, that six-year-olds would be interested in, there's a new touch-free toilet paper dispenser on the market. This makes me super sad. Why? Uh, so, <laughs> have you ever I want to hear eat? this explanation. <laughs> All right. So the first time I looked at this story, I was like, "Oh, who gives a fuck?" And then I moved on. And then I and then I saw this this particular website post it, and it uses the word conservation. I don't want to ever have to deal with a machine that's designed to conserve toilet paper. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> That's true. Also, have you ever tried to use one of those fucking touch sensor paper towel dispensers? Mm-hmm. Because you wave your hand in front of it like a goddamn moron for like 45 minutes and you get two <laughs> sheets of paper. And it's you use them and your hands are no more dry than when you use that idiot machine with the press button receive bacon logo. <laughs> That's true. These are valid concerns. <laughs> <laughs> So you can get the, the the thing is set so that you can get either 60, 90 or 100, 120 centimeter portions of toilet paper. And how much would I do I use on average? I bet it's three times that. Yeah, probably. I, I mean, I have no idea, but like ugh, this is going to be the worst. I actually so when I saw this when I submitted the story I put in a comment that's like this giant rant that is similar to what I just said um, except at the end I said if I ever see one of these IRL I suspect I will end up breaking it open in order to get a decent amount of toilet paper. That can't be right. What? Uh, according to Google, 120 centimeters is 47 inches of toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I need that much toilet paper. I don't know. What if you have a particularly sloppy one? I'll just wave my hand in front of it again. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's that's ins- that that that's nuts. That can't be right. Well, if it's if it's single ply or yeah, if it's like, double ply, it, it must it must be it must be millimeter. It's got to be millimeter because 127 millimeters is 4.7 inches as opposed to four feet <laughs> as opposed to four feet <laughs> please give me my height in toilet paper again <laughs> oh yeah yeah valves gabe newell uh had an interview about all sorts of crap about the future of computing and games and stuff um but what i found most particularly interesting and also slash dot did too is the fact that he basically said windows 8 blows and so we want to put steam on linux that was an awesome article Can you go over Um, the details of why he says it blows? Because I'm not sure I understand. He actually doesn't. I was really, really disappointed about this because I was looking at the Slashdot article, which is generally a summary of some other article, and it didn't say. And it's like, oh, well, let me look at the actual article. The actual article didn't say. It just says, you know, that it's not designed. Wait, here, let me read. Uh, The big problem that is holding back Linux's games, blah, blah, blah. Uh hedging strategy windows 8 is a catastrophe for everyone in the pc space we'll lose some of the top tier pc oems who will exit the market uh margins will be destroyed for for a bunch of people um it will be good to have alternatives to hedge against that eventuality so he really doesn't go into why he thinks that windows 8 sucks for gaming which i think is interesting um well the the really interesting thing is i assumed when i read this originally was that it was it was going to be like 
Steam for the Mac, where it's like, yay, we have Steam for the Mac now, which has like Four two games. games. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be like, yay, we have Steam for Linux, and it has All no game. game. <laughs> yeah. but, but what he's talking about is he, what he wants to do with Steam for Linux is he wants to make it uh, in such a way that it will work with every game in the Steam library. So I I guess he wants to make it uh, like a Windows emulator almost. So it'll be like Wine oh, wow. almost. So so it, you you get Steam up for Linux and then you say, hey, I want to buy and install this game. And it goes, okay. And it installs it uh, apparently in an emulator that is going to be awesome. And you will be able to play whatever the fuck game you buy as if you were playing it on, on a, a Windows machine, a not Windows 8 machine, apparently, since <laughs> Windows 8, according to him, is going to suck balls for computer games. Well, I can think of a few reasons why he says, like, the OEM thing. Like, a lot of, uh, I don't know if you read this, but um, Microsoft basically said that only certain OEMs can create, like, uh, Windows RT, um, or Windows 8 RT, which is the the ARM version. And they, like, uh-huh. they gave uh, certain manufacturers permission, and everybody else just SOL. And uh, a lot of people are also pissed about the fact that they're coming out with a Surface, like, um, and that basically that's going to be the premier Windows tablet, and all these OEMs who have been working with Microsoft for how many years are getting kind of getting screwed over because they've got the top of the line. You know, basically they they own the tablet space for Windows 8. So Microsoft right. Microsoft is doing what Apple has always done and people are starting to get pissed off about it. <laughs> the, the way the article worded it was something like, uh, you know, basically it's these OEMs who put Microsoft in the place that they're in now, so it's kind of like stabbing yeah. them back. Yeah. By the way, Windows RT is the worst name ever for an operating system. <laughs> yeah, it is. Makes no sense. No, no it doesn't. <laughs> Uh, well, it runs on ARM, so the only functionality it has is you can log into Twitter and retweet something. <laughs> ARM! <laughs> Actually, uh, that that does make me excited, though, because uh, Dropbox does not support ARM processors, but if Windows RT becomes popular enough, maybe they'll have to, and that would be awesome. Oh, yeah. Because then I can put it on my Guru plug. <laughs> Okay, moving on, we have this week's OAsia, You So Crazy. Okay, uh, a new horror film is coming out in Japan uh, called Sushi Horror. I think it's called Sushi Horror. Um, this movie is a movie about uh, sushi that comes to life and kills everyone. I know and sushi is supposed I, to be fresh, but that fresh? <laughs> Ooh, stupid I cannot, joke. I cannot convey to you how ridiculous this is unless you actually watch the trailer for it. It is beyond retardedly, awesomely terrible. <laughs> It's just basically a bunch of dudes and they're like, hey, sushi. And then the sushi like jumps up and, and like one guy eats a piece of sushi and then all of a sudden he starts bleeding from the mouth and then the sushi jumps out and laughs and does a little dance. And then like one of the one of the chicks that's in the movie is like a ninja sushi chef or something and she's fighting off the sushi with her ninja skills. And there's it's just I, I can't oh my God. <laughs> I, I can't wait. You have to watch this. Go to the show notes and and click the link and watch the video it's fucking (laughs) (laughs) now we have a name for the episode yes indeed This, this looks it's, like a quality movie. It, yeah. Well, the first time I watched it, I was like, this has got to be fake. And then I started looking into it, and no, it's it's real. This is like a legit thing. This is not fake. How surprised fake. are you, though? <laughs> not really. 
Not really. I mean, I've seen Thanksgiving, and Thanksgiving was 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 a, the the like the worst, the best worst movie ever. And and this is even more like cheesy, campy horror movie ish. So it's like, of course, Japan needs to take it up to the next level. This is awesome. Uh, Bio Zombie. Oh man, no, that's a really good one too. I want to go yeah. to there. It's gobble motherfucker. It's a little hard to find, but it's awesome. Yeah, have, have you ever heard of Thanks yeah, Killing? It's in my Netflix queue. <laughs> there's there there's a part where where he starts banging a chick and he puts on a gravy flavored condom. Of he does. <laughs> Gross or awesome? <laughs> Gross <laughs> or awesome? Alrighty, and moving on to dumbass Apple news. Apple won't carry an ebook because it mentions Amazon. This is hella fucked up. So, first of all, it's a book on creating and self publishing ebooks. So, how do you talk about self publishing ebooks without talking about Amazon? Uh, but then on top of that, where it gets really fucked up is um, when she submitted it for approval the first time, she it was rejected because there were live links from the ebook into Amazon's website. So, she removed the links and then they rejected it because she mentions Amazon. So like they 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 shut her down the first time thinking oh she, it's an e publishing book she's not going to remove the live links and then she did and then they're like uh yeah we still don't want this because it mentions our competitor yeah it's like that's like the uh, the uh, I'm not I'm not happy with you so I'm going to take my ball home I'm not yeah. sharing kind of thing douchiest company ever <laughs> <laughs> did you hear about how they have to uh, put on their website about how um, about Samsung yes. is yes. they didn't copy Samsung. Uh, you guys might have talked about this last week, actually. Oh, no, okay. we did. Well, good. But I know exactly what you're talking about. The, where they, their Apple is now some judge mandated that they are required to put on their website that 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 Samsung did not copy them or so, vice versa, but something it's like, like the that. Slap in the face to Apple who does shit like this. <laughs> you can't put Amazon in your <laughs> app. That <laughs> made my day. It's only in the UK though, but they did get a stay of uh, a, an appeal, so they don't have to put it on quite yet. They get like another few weeks or something. Right. So they can figure out the douchiest way possible to put it on the website. <laughs> white text on a white background. <laughs> nope. No, they'll, just, they'll make it hidden so you can only see it if you view source. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> They'll make it so that so that it uh, it tracks what browser you're using, and if you're using uh, in, only if you're using IE6, it'll show up. <laughs> Still, two percent of the world. <laughs> Ooh, snap a doodle do. Okay, uh, that chewing noise in the background uh, indicates that that's the rumpus. <laughs> Conservation, can't believe these intellection, can't believe these words are true. But I'm alone, it seems that the world escapes out of state. That's not really true. Is ones aren't cold? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>